Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Welcome back to Travel Market Life. This is season two of Hotelier's Voice. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. In today's episode, we're talking to Susie Thompson. VP Commercial of the Red Carnation Hotel Collection, where she heads the marketing and brand strategy, sales, distribution, and revenue. The family-owned collection has 18 properties across UK, Ireland, Geneva, and Africa, with multi-award winning, recognizing the efforts the team have put into the change at the brand, with a Travolution Award for Best for Staying 2021 as a result of the new website and design functionality. We're going to be talking with Susie about how they restructured the brand with a centralized strategy, how they unified the brand approach in sales and marketing, the evolution of the guest experience, and how the Red Carnation Hotel Collection identifies and selects technology partners. So Susie, it's been quite a remarkable couple of years. You did not let the pandemic stop you at all. You've forged forwards. You've made a huge number of changes across the global brand that has really been expanding. Um, please talk to us. I'd love to hear more about you know, how you really looked at restructuring the company now that you grew as a company. Hi, Ryan. Uh, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, yes, it's been quite an interesting um, couple of years for, for our industry um, uh, and quite an unusual set of circumstances to, to find us in ourselves in as a business. Um, yeah, we absolutely took the opportunity to um, look at how our commercial teams were structured. Um, we were already heading in a direction of looking to see where we could build um, stronger and more efficient teams. So during the pandemic, we took the decision to really create and unite our commercial teams into to one commercial team. So bringing sales, reservations, PR, distribution, um, and um, revenue management into, into one, one team. Um, so there were a few kind of big changes in there. Probably the most significant was taking individual reservations um, teams out of the hotel and centralizing them um, just as one UK team. Um, the great thing was we had time to invest in product knowledge, to invest in training, um, to make sure that all of our teams were using um, the platforms and following um, the standards um, at the same consistent level. Um, so that's been a real, real big success for us. And as a brand has allowed us to um, be much better at cross-selling the portfolio that we have. So for key destinations like London, where we have six properties, um, that, that actually has quite a big impact in terms of keeping the business within the collection. Um, and, and alongside that, really, we, we created a UK revenue team, we created a UK sales team. So um, really bringing, I guess, the, the, the significant portfolio that we have here in the UK and Ireland um, under one roof so and I imagine that in some ways in that way you've benefited from sort of the change in in the way we work this remote working being able to take your talent from across your entire portfolio to support your centralized strategy how has that sort of change in sort of um, working remote working enabled you to develop um, more comprehensive skill sets within your teams 
Yeah, I mean, it's true. I would say two years ago, I had uh, top of my list of objectives were, okay, you need to take the reincarnation through the digital transformation to implement Microsoft Teams, which at the time I remember feeling was quite a daunting task in terms of moving the culture of the business into a mindset where we were able to work and communicate um, remotely and um, as a team across the globe. Um, but obviously off the back of the pandemic, that objective was ticked off almost in 24 hours. So um, it's amazing what can be achieved when when there's a real requirement and a real need for, for something to, to change. So obviously that helped bring um, that team together. So although we were bringing a team into one commercial structure, Actually, none of us were together, um, but we were living together on teams and communicating um, probably more than we ever did in the past, um, as the rest of the world was, was doing the same. Mm-hmm. So I think we were, we were almost ready to launch the technology. So we were lucky that we'd already made the investment, that we'd already um, kind of set it all up, ready to go, if you like. So that was um, lucky. Um, but certainly we had a great opportunity to then build the knowledge that we're able to then communicate in a completely different way. Um, Having that MS tools has obviously given you that direct connection to people. Um, But um, was that an easy move uh, for your teams to make, Um, not not just um, actually having to use the platforms, but starting to work more remotely with um, different uh, managers and, and teammates? Yeah, I mean, I think apart from the kind of, you know, you're on mute and your camera's not working and all that that came with it at the beginning, which was sort of in good humour in a way, also bonded the teams. Um, You know, people's cats and children appearing and all of that kind of stuff does give you a glimpse into people's lives, which I think naturally brings people closer together. Um, But no, I think it facilitated um, a really nice collaborative environment. I think then we all needed that to get through what we were going through. Um, But equally, it's interesting now to be back together in the office and to actually see what what was missing in that environment. Um, The creativity that, you know, really comes from bringing the team together in, in the office, in the hotels, seeing what's going on, you can't really achieve that in a fully virtual environment. So it's also good to appreciate what we learned, but also what was missing. Yeah. And I guess as part of that journey as well, you you said that you've been unifying this brand approach. Um, So what changes have you been making within your marketing and distribution? I mean, as we've seen, you you won a a whole bunch of awards for your website. So um, that's been one gigantic change for you guys. Yeah, and again, we were we were quite fortunate that we had already engaged with um, a brilliant agency, Matter of Form, um, before the pandemic. We'd already gone through the brand strategy, the design um, aspects of the project, um, and then you know we were hit with 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 the world situation. So um, we were very lucky that you know we we were able to continue with the investment during such a difficult time for, for our industry. Um, and, you know, we were really well supported by, by our agency partner, but also we had, albeit less marketing to do, um, 
so we had time to roll out, you know, 20 new websites. Um, and pretty much, you know, that was the core focus for the team. And it gave the team some focus and a project to get done. And we were, you know, we were quite energized about having the opportunity to, you know, give all of our hotel properties a brand new kind of platform um, ready for when business and customers were, were going to go we're going to return so um yeah so we were super proud of our awards um and um super proud of the team for being able to deliver such a big project oh absolutely i mean you know having all those awards and that number of websites is just incredible effort and on top of that you launched a new gds code rn um but then you also hired dedicated specialists for mice and outsourced areas for other marketing in PR and US sales. Uh, so how did you sort of like look at um, your framework for how are you are managing things centrally and then what you needed for experts that were going to be outsourced? Um, I mean, we have a really strong team within Red Carnation Hotels, um, but I think we just had a look at where we felt um, expertise could be brought in to elevate and help us scale our efforts because also a lot of our team are based here in the UK, but our operation is global and certainly our biggest markets um, is the US market. So um, dedicated US leisure specialists um, to really help us come back with a bank, if you like, after the pandemic, um, who are actually on the ground in the US was was really critical. Um, and the, the investment in US sales representation and global PR representation um, really came off the back of the decision to move away from representation through leading hotels, small luxury hotels and Relais and Chateau. So we had some of the portfolio with leading, some with small luxury, some with none. Um, so when we came to 18 properties and kind of two new hotels on the horizon, as you said, Kedra opening up in Botswana in 21 and then um, 100 Princess Street in Edinburgh this year, we just felt it was time to go out on our own and stand strong as a collection of properties. As you said, we launched the RN chain code. But in leaving representation, we knew we had to reinvest that into our own dedicated sales, PR and, and MICE resource, um, who are able to go out and represent the entire collection as opposed to sort of five here and two there, depending on who we were partners with in the past. So it was a really exciting um, move for us. It was always in the longer term plan. We did it a little bit sooner than we anticipated, but again, we, we have the time and the opportunity to make it happen. And you really invested in that digital engagement by increasing your investment there around your luxury travel advisor community. So um, doing a lot more um, Facebook live events, webinars, videos, um, monthly email updates. Um, what, what, how far do you see um, the, the, the need to sort of do the digital engagement with your um, travel advisor community versus sort of the in-person um, sort of direct relationships uh, with some of the advisors? I think it's a combination. Um, certainly we've continued with the webinars and with the events and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cost efficient and time efficient way of reaching a wider audience. Um, 
you know, the focus though is just how do you keep these webinars and, um, you know, events interesting um, because everybody's pretty much putting on the same show. Um, but the last couple of months, we've enjoyed so many fam trips from US agents um, into London. And I must say, it's been so fun to, to be able to re-engage in person with, with the advisors um, to also have the opportunity to kind of remind and showcase the properties. Um, everybody knows, you know, it's really, it's, it's, it's so easy to sell somewhere if you've been there. Um, so we can do as many uh, virtual show rounds, but there's really nothing like having that connection um, and really walking through your client's experience um, as a guest yourself. So I think we'll continue to do both. And um, where possible, though, um, you know, we, we enjoy welcoming our advisor community into the properties and meeting our teams. I was going to say, because guest experience is absolute key. And we've seen that, that it's not just about their experience when they're at the property, but it's that experience that you deliver them digitally um, from the moment that they are looking to book to the point that they return back home. Um, so what are the areas that you've been investing in there and how have you been involving your overall guests experience and that digital journey? I mean, you're so right, Ryan. There's absolutely, uh, I, I could I could reel off a list of things, you know, that we've done in sales and marketing and reservations. But at the end of the day, the guest experience is what will, you know, make or break the business. So, um, you know, alongside some of the investments we've made from a commercial point of view, um, we have spent the last two years also investing in our teams, our training, our standards, our food and drink, our design um, to make sure that we were also really super ready to welcome our guests back and that they would have, um, you know, the, enjoy the, the Red Carnation experience as they did pre-pandemic, um, if not better, um, because everyone's just a bit more appreciative of, our teams are appreciative of guests and guests are appreciative of having the opportunity to travel. Um, but that being said, you know, we are a very service-driven um, collection, so we are well staffed we believe in face-to-face -face personal contact and meaningful engagements with our guests throughout their stays so technology sometimes um, it can be exciting to look at new technologies and there's certainly no shortage of different products and um, you know ideas for how to make and enhance a guest stay um, but on our side of things now, we're really looking at how can we um, make the user experience um, as good in a digital sense as the experience the guests have in the hotels, which is quite difficult because actually the guest experience is so personalized to be able to actually mirror that and deliver on that um, pre, post day um, is, you know, our biggest challenge, but one we're certainly looking to rise to. Um, we continue to make some investments in our communication tools with our guests. So we did roll out guest messaging earlier this year, um, and we were lucky to, to also have Salesforce and Marketing Cloud tools already in the business. So from a CRM perspective, our CRM strategy was always pretty strong. We have a, a really, really large database of guests 
and also advisors and partners who we kind of over communicated with during the pandemic, but you know, we have a great audience to market to now, um, which is important. And then in terms of moving forward and new technology, really, we're just, we have just started working um, with a new startup called Selfbook. Um, and effectively it's to create a kind of front end user interface for our guests to bring in some of our different booking engines and uh, to be able to facilitate a better mobile experience, um, et cetera. So jumping on board with Selfbook as an early adopter, very proud to say. Um, but now off the back of our website project, the booking engine enhancement project is next. And um, really focusing on the fact that I guess about 70% of our clients visiting our sites are now on their mobile. So that's why we just focus our efforts. Very exciting. Well, Susie, I look forward to see how that project goes and um, what that means for the booking experience, because that is, as you say, the biggest area of friction. And with such an increase in direct booking that we've seen over the last couple of years, uh, certainly an area that I hope to see you profit in. Now, you know, as you say, you've just um, found someone new to work with as a technology provider. This time it's a startup. Um, so please tell me what's involved in your procurement process. So how do you decide the types of technology and business partners to work with and why? Um, I'd say most of the time we, if, if trying to look for new solutions, we'll be, tend to go to our industry peers and colleagues. So, um, you know, it's very important that um, we're working with reputable partners. Um, the technology is one thing, but if it's not implemented properly, if it's not embedded in the culture, if there's not good enough training, we all know that tools can easily be forgotten about. Um, so the actual foundation and the, and, and the company and the commitments that the company make in terms of, you know, really looking after their clients, like we look after our guests, <laughs> is really important. And I will always go straight away to a client reference um, and make sure that I, I get some honest feedback from from my peers and um, everybody knows everybody in this industry so it's really easy to get to uh, to find out how existing clients of those companies are being looked after but as well as kind of working with tried and tested platforms you know we've got Salesforce we have Synexis we have all the big boys and girls um, in terms <laughs> of technology platforms but it's nice to also you know be open-minded um, and mindful of, of some of the new tools that are coming into, into the market um, that are relatively easy to deploy that can make a real difference to the bottom line effectively um, from, from launch. So um, good combination of both, but um, quite often we are told what our pain points are by technology providers. <laughs> and um, sometimes there's a, there's a big difference between what we all believe are the pain points. Thank you, Susie. Well, congratulations on all the achievements that you and your team have made over the last couple of years. Um, it's, it, it really is an uplifting story um, to, to see, you know, the efforts and that you put in and, and what you're able to get out of that at the same time. So all the best for the rest of 2022 and the opening of your Edinburgh property. Thanks, Ryan, and same to you.
So Susie Thompson there, um, who is the VP commercial at the Red Carnation Hotel Collection. Check out more of our episodes for season two of Hotelier's Voice, where we speak to uh, the CIO at Stay City, uh, the managing director at Setter Hotels, the CIO at RBH Management, and the CEO of Future Hotels to find out how they've all approached their technology, their digitalization, and their guest engagement completely differently. This is Ryan Haynes, Travel Market Life with Hotelier's Voice. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.